Look how you've grown up for me. I know. I don't understand. When I was a kid, you two were old ladies. Now I'm old, and you two are still old. Isn't it funny how it works that way? Oh, welcome to Cuts of Black, a Sopranos sit-down. I'm Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. I'm Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 47 episodes of The Sopranos, and this episode made me wonder, or it made me understand, I should say, where Polly's inability to understand the world around him (laughs) might come from. It might be a little bit genetic, maybe, Um, but yeah. Uh, this is episode 47. I don't know who made it, though. This episode titled Mergers and Acquisitions, uh, teleplay written by Lawrence Connor, who he had written two other episodes. This is the last episode of Sopranos uh, that he wrote. And it's from a story by David Chase, Robin Green, Mitchell Burgess, and Terrence Winter, who are, like, basically... The Mount Rushmore of Sopranos. Uh, it was directed by Dan Atias, who I believe did like a couple previous episodes. I don't think he does anything after this one, though. Uh, he also directed mm. a few episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if you're wondering. Nice. Which ones, though? <laughs> season 5, Episode 8. Season 5, Episode 14. I don't remember them offhand, but I'm sure they're good. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so mergers and acquisitions. What an appropriate name. There's so many allusions to be made here with this title, and I'm sure we'll dig into all of them in this Cut to Black, A Soprano Sit-Down, which you could, by the way, review on iTunes if you so wish, like Greenfish888 did, giving us five out of five stars and commenting, great podcast and so glad they are doing this. I like how they, I like how they note how moronic evil the characters really are in spite of how they have qualities that make people watch the show and the title of that review is my favorite sopranos podcast Rewatching guys <laughs> the last <laughs> bit might be reductive uh, or uh, redundant um but thank you we appreciate that oh, and absolutely. Uh, any other reviews that pop in there uh, do feel free to leave one that's cut to black on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts but let's get into this episode jim Yes, yes, this episode. Oh, so what What do we start out with here? Um, well, oh, we start Furio. out in the kitchen. Yeah, Furio mm-hmm. and Carmilla, and Furio's going to Naples, uh, because I think they did ask him in the previous episode, like, oh, how's your father? He's not, de- he not do so good or something. Uh, and now I guess he's dead or something, and he has to go, or is he dead? I mean, there's a funeral, I'm pretty sure, right? Oh, it's just uh, weird because I remember, okay, but maybe just because there's a scene where Polly's wondering if he's going to have to get a colostomy bag. So I guess maybe he's not dead yet, but he's sick and fear is going back to see him. But yeah, so there is a funeral later in the episode. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. I, I wasn't completely sure. I mean, it's obvious something's wrong with his dad, and Tony comes down like, hey, why are you still there? I thought you were flying out to Naples. And Fiora's like, I'm sorry, you'll have to get someone else to drive you. And uh, Carmela's just giving him uh, coffee with lots of cream and sugar. Um, but yeah, I cream guess he, and sugar, he's doing all right. Because <laughs> he's doing the thing of where you try to, like, we have to go do something that sucks. So you like, oh yeah, no, I, I need to bring Tony those shirts from Patsy's guy or whatever. And Tony's like, what are you doing? Just go. Yeah, just go. Uh, it's cancer anyway. He mentions it's um, cancer doesn't respect anything he says. Uh, and yeah, so now Paulie's driving Tony and uh, he's driving him literally and figuratively up the wall. Well, I mean, he's not literally driving up the wall, but figuratively he's driving up the wall because he's talking yeah. about colostomy bags. And I think what he's still talking about Green Grove as well, which clearly do not bring up 
uh, to Tony. That's a sore subject, okay? It's a retirement community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is a retirement community. Maybe it's not a funeral. Maybe we'll get into that later because, yeah, there's the, the bag and all that. We'll see. Um, either way, Tony's playing golf with this guy who is his lawyer, right? Yes. Yeah. Now th- yeah. then it cuts to him golfing with his lawyer because we're back on this again. We've seen this before. Uh, Tony's back on his I'm not involved in anything anymore. And as we see throughout this episode, like we've kind of gone through this before, but we're going through it again, where Tony is bored and yep. kind of doesn't have anything to do because he loves crime so much and he can't do crime <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as far as the power structure, um, he says like, oh, I'm going to be speaking through my nephew. And the guy's like, good. And he's like, plus Sill. And that seems to be the thing. It's like, uh, it's like uh, Silvio and Christopher. They're the guys running the show. Polly Walnuts, a few seasons ago, I would have gone like, yeah, of course, it's Polly Walnuts and Sill. They would be the guys running the show. But Polly Walnuts is busy at the retirement community trying to make things right, sending people after principals and things like that. Yeah. Um, so so he's got enough going on with him. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, they're, they're playing... Um, they're playing golf, and Tony's he talks a big game about separating himself, but then he you know he calls the payphone and tells or calls from the payphone tells Christopher all this stuff he's got to do. Is this where he writes it on the pillow? Yes, he does. Yes, yes. Now, but this at least makes sense because he is he's doing what he says he's going to do. He he's not personally dealing with it, but these are the things that need to be done. So he's telling Christopher, and even um, like. We always kind of get these moments of how Christopher's still in bed. It does show. It kind of goes out of their way to show that it's like the middle of the day because Tony's out and about. It's daytime. Chris yep. is in bed. He can find a pen, but he can't find paper, so he starts writing on the pillow. Uh, so it, more filling it in the audience more of how Tony is continuing this mistake of trusting Christopher so much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um, although later, I mean, he does the things as far as we can tell. I mean, yeah. he's got Syl there to back him up. Like, you and Syl decide this, Tony yep. says. And, and they do decide it. And then, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but Tony just goes against it literally just because we can tell from the reactions. Like, yeah, everyone's happy with it. And he's like, God damn it, now I got to <laughs> go down and do this and that. And it's like, do you? But, okay. Well, because he specifically says when he calls Christopher here, like, Whatever you decide, I'll back it. But then, yeah. yes, as you're talking about, when they do tell him what they decide, and he's like, are you serious? But he's more reacting that way because he wants to be involved and he wants something to do and he misses crime so much. Yeah, I mean, there's literally a scene, I think, right after the payphone where he's just sitting in a mall and <laughs> looking super bored with a cup of coffee and a newspaper that he's not reading. Like, this is a, a one-shot scene as far as I remember it's just showing how bored he is. Yes. <laughs> yep. And then we have what Carmela kind of looking um, at. Wait, does it show when? Oh yeah, yeah. She's looking at some like art at Vesuvio and thinking of Italy. We get a little music cue from their dance uh, that they had earlier this season. Uh, but then it cuts to what they're at dinner with Brian, and I assume that's Brian's wife. Yeah, that's Brian's wife, and. Uh, it's the the dynamics you know shifted as we can see in relation to the rest of it the episode as well because brian he uh you know he's with tony now it's not carmilla and tony and brian and his wife it's uh it's uh tony and brian and they they're little secrets and then <laughs> his brian's wife is like oh just ask him it's all he wants to talk about but then 
Yeah, they well, they just lie. And you're right; it's even framed that way because we've got like uh, Carmilla and Brian's wife kind of in the foreground, but the, yep. with the, there's distance between Tony and Brian, and Tony and Brian look like they're closer, like they're cozying up on each other in a way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and and he's just like I think Carmilla even has the line like Tony sucks these people into his circle. And that's exactly what he's doing here. And we get a nice glimpse at Artie Bucco, and I think Carmela asks him about uh, the mugging that we know didn't happen when he got beat up by John Philippe. And, you know, he's he, uh, Artie Bucco's even just feeling more sorry about himself, and he doesn't want it brought up, and, you know, he's got his head down. He's not his usual, like, oh, hey, we can whip up something real nice for you, blah, blah, blah. He's kind of a little more depressed, Artie Bucco. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, so so next scene in there, we do have Carmilla, at, you know, doing. The, we get the little peek at to what she does in her day to day life. I guess arrange some sort of diaper drive, which I guess is a thing. I thought it was like a drive of like things for charity in general, but it's literally just diapers. And they go like, oh, the the baby, the the tiny baby diapers are way. We got way more of them. And uh, there's logistics involved. Who should bring the diapers next year? And I'm not surprised that Carmilla's like, I need to steal money and reinvest it. This is the most boring life I could have chosen. She, I mean, it, obviously she cares about her family and all that. But part of it is also like, I want more agency. I want like, I can't even decide what diapers I'm going to give to charity. So she, yeah, just much like how Tony's bored with his day to day. She's dealing with that as well. And also yeah. uh, Rosalie's there and, you know, Rosalie is the well, it's between Rosalie and uh, Big Pussy's wife, who we haven't really mm. seen outside of her working at the supermarket. But those are like weird like Rosalie April is almost like a best case scenario for where Carmilla's at. And then like Big Pussy's yeah. wife's like the worst case. But she doesn't want to be either of those. That's why she yeah. yeah, she wants more agency. She wants more control. And it is kind of funny because it's like this. They do have tons of diapers everywhere. And like you could see that a lot of people are donating, but they're complaining about the that people are donating the cheaper ones. And then Rosalie has a line that's like, well, you know, if they want to like not like these diapers, they shouldn't have gotten pregnant or whatever. Like some dumb <laughs> like they're doing this charity thing, yeah. but they're still kind of like, hey, you idiot kid. Why are you getting pregnant then if you need diapers for free? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, similarly, Carmilla, she's fighting to get more control over her life, but she also says, like, I mean, I'm not a feminist. I'm not saying 50-50, <laughs> but <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I know my place, but but come on. And it is nice to see Father <laughs> Phil uh, every now and then. I like seeing him, and there, there's not this – I mean, it's a quick scene, but, I mean, they don't have you, – you could tell there's not this same connection – uh, anymore with Carmilla and fa- and Father Phil. Oh no, she's got a new new boo yeah. now. Um, speaking of boos, uh, Piomai uh is being looked after here by Tony, and he's <laughs> saying all the sh- like he he owns Piomai now, I guess, kind of right. Yeah, yeah, and I think they even are talking about the yeah. titanium shoes which he had mentioned before, and now it's like yeah. now they have them, and yeah, he's clearly kind of the go to like Ralph is what that like it was like a mexican lady that they had as like the front ralph is just another version of that basically but i assume ralph still pays has still has to pay for everything probably yeah 
No, that does seem right. Mm. I mean, to be fair, though, we did have that very, you know, uh, Jesus in the manger type scene painting with Tony sitting in there. He did come and he did pay for that part. And I think in Tony's mind, like, what? I paid for one thing. It's my horse now. Yeah. <laughs> like, because um, it used to be our horse. Like, first it was <laughs> yeah. Ralphie's horse and then yeah. it was our horse. But now it's Tony's horse. And he even says later, like, I already took his horse. Oh, yeah. Um, but this lady, anyway, that uh, Ralph brings in, uh, she she's a bit of a troublemaker. She's a, she's a bit of a... She's going to make you step in that horse do and tell you it's lucky. Yes. Yeah. Valentina La Paz gets brought in uh ralph's guma or i guess he doesn't it's not guma because he's not married well no yeah he's not married he was with rosalie then he broke it off with her and then janice (laughs) kicked him down the stairs so i mean basically like his girlfriend and she's she's a firecracker she's italian and cuban and she likes pranks uh she makes him stand in shit and then uh, i guess apparently that's good luck and now why aren't you guys always constantly walking in shit then it has to be an accident and it's just a perfect opportunity for her to, you know, flirt and talk to Tony. And they have their little, like, moment there. Yeah, I mean, and it was almost like I went, has she been in this before? Because she's immediately like, oh, hey, Tony. Yeah. I'm like, did, did you meet Tony before? And, like, yeah, I know he has his, his weird charisma. I mean, he is a very charismatic guy, but, like, these ladies are really, like, even Gloria was like, oh, yeah, I'm super into you immediately, which I guess, fair enough. I mean, he's got charisma. He's in the news a lot, so, <laughs> you know, he's famous. That's good. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, he's going to buy your ridiculous horse portrait. Yeah. So, win-win. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just like a moth to the flame. Tony's that forbidden fire, uh, and he's a big hulking brute of a man. Uh, <laughs> just a piece of beef. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> then we got what Polly and his mom at Green Grove, uh, and what they cut in. Uh, oh, she's okay because they're just like moving her in, right? This is this is when she's yeah. finally she hasn't been there yet, so they're finally bringing all her stuff. Got a picture of Polly right on the uh, nightstand there, <laughs> just like an old man puts his own picture there. Oh, it's great. And then they're talking about like, oh, your friends are here, and they come out and meet us, meet the friends, and and then um, they she leaves, and they go like, just let your mother know she's not going to be sitting with us, please. Cookie, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. We start getting into the politics, the inner workings of Green Grove, and how the cliques work. And I think even the director says, you know, this place is kind of like high school. And I guess that does make sense. And uh, she's, uh, I forget the line, like before they walk up, she keeps asking uh, about something. Shit. I should have had a note on it. But he's like, like, what What sort of thing? Because she asked Polly about something. He's like, for the fifth time. Yeah. It's something about the, the shower or something or other, but whatever. Yeah, I don't remember, but I just vaguely, vaguely yeah. I recall what you mean. She gets a button to push if she, if there was an accident or whatever, and she's happy that Cookie's coming. I don't know what she's uh, asking about. Let me just play time. this real quick. Okay. Holy, did they bring my bath mat? <laughs> the fifth time, Ma. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> did they bring my bath mat? <laughs> See, this is how you get a lot of character packed into just uh, a couple of sentences there. Did they bring my bath mat for the fifth time? Yes. Ah, that's beautiful. What is a bath mat anyway? I guess it's just basically, yeah, it's just you put it kind of down like outside the shower there. So when you step out, like even though you're drying yourself off, you're a little wet, kind of goes on the bath mat, keeps the floor dry. 
Uh, they do get oh, dirty, obviously, after a while. But I mean, at the worst case, if they forgot her home bath mat, I'm sure you could just get one. I don't think it's not very important. Uh, but yes, and you could. It's fun. It's great because you totally get it. Like because it does seem like she'd be a nerd. Like say this was just high school. <laughs> like she would uh-huh. be the nerd, and they wouldn't want to hang out with yeah. her. Uh, but now it's just you know the old folks' home, and you know Polly's not gonna Polly's not gonna stand for that. Yeah, very true. So, uh, meanwhile, Tony is installing a uh, home cinema somewhere in the house, um, big screen, and it could play uh, bagpipe music very loud. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, I feel I, I I do feel like I mean that very bit of it when he's sitting down and the bagpipes are super loud. I don't think they were playing that for him as he was acting. It's like, oh, there's music playing now because they put in this bagpipe music that I don't think he would be smiling that broadly at. Maybe I'm biased because I used to walk to work and there was a guy playing a bagpipe. You don't want to hear it at you know seven in the morning. Just shut up with your bagpipes. But uh, hey, that's just me. Well, plus it's also like I take this personally because I kind of have like a home theater set up. I mean, it's not. I mean, I guess it's almost on par with Tony's. On, on par with Tony's, I have Ooh. like a projector. I do have movie theater seats All that right. have the cup holders, and they even have like LED lights at the bottom. But in a weird way, they're you sti- nerd, you fucking yeah. nerd. You would be the nerd at Green Grove, yeah. Jim. Because <laughs> in a weird way, what they're saying is like Tony's doing this because he's bored, and it's almost like it's this weird bored midlife crisis. Like, all right, I'll build a home theater, but then he's just sitting in it by himself, like <laughs> no one else is enjoying it with him. Yeah, falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah, listening to Pink Floyd. And I did notice in in this episode and the last episode that there's a lot of music that is kind of um, integral to the plot and and also like big big music where you wouldn't get it on any other show. I feel like you wouldn't always have like Pink Floyd playing mm-hmm. because it would probably cost a bit more money than just putting your average whatever in. Yeah, just um, some non-royalty whatever basic music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he he's watched like continuing the theme of of last week of watching too much television. He's just watching stuff and looking pretty bored. Watching uh, the Fugitive, I believe. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I think so. With his home popcorn machine, and that's when he decides, "Fuck this!" Well, I'm gonna go <laughs> real quick. I also have a yep. home popcorn machine. It was given to me as a gift, <laughs> but I do have one. <laughs> Is it one of those big ones like that? Yes, one? yes. My oh. friend Brian actually bought one. Uh, a while ago, but when he had to move, he couldn't take it with him, so he gave it to me. But yes, it's actually almost like the exact same one that he has. <laughs> All, right. All right, All right, with your riches, do you also have $1,000 hidden in the fucking bird feeder, you piece of shit? <laughs> and do I also walk fuck around? You. With I watch my movies on a... Th- Look, no, I watch movies on a 13-inch laptop, so you can go fuck yourself, Jim. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah. Fine. No. Yeah. Sometimes it's Are you like gonna go buy a horse painting next week. <laughs> Piece of shit. Sometimes I don't want to watch movies on my 150 inch screen, so I just settle for my 60 <laughs> I, my 65 inch TV. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it on the oh little TV. <laughs> Fuck you. No, for real. I can't afford a TV. Um, yeah. So okay, she he buys a horse painting for six thousand dollars uh these paintings are very good i don't mean to be like uh, a snob about the art world but these are not good horse paintings i mean they're they're fine but they're not six thousand dollar paintings in my opinion yeah they're just kind of like basic ass you know yeah and it's they're like all horses like every painting in, in the dumb place that they go in 
And yeah, it's all concerned about making sure they crop out Ralph because he's, he's even, yeah, just take this guy out. And we was like, well, we could just take both of you out and just keep the horse. He's like, well, no, 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 just take him out because it's, you know, it's my horse now. Well, two things. Uh, this guy is smart, the artist, because he, he is right. It would be better for the composition to get Ralph out of there because Ralph's blocking the horse. But he, Tony in there, he's fine. Second thing is, this guy's a genius because it's a great business model. D- paint average horse paintings at, because people who own horses, they have too much money. So <laughs> they're going to they're gonna buy your shit paintings and because they love their horse. They don't care. The art is not important. The, the horse is a vehicle that you're selling these paintings with. This is what I need to do to get my own home TV s- cinema set up. Sell horse <laughs> paintings. I got to go, Jim. Maybe yeah. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not. Exactly. That, it's quite a racket. And then Tony just pulls out a big wad of cash just gives it to him right then and there uh, and then they not so subtly are like oh maybe we could stop somewhere get some food and that's when uh tony gets it on i guess we haven't seen well i mean i guess it, we can assume tony's had some chicks on the side we haven't really checked in with tony and his girls since gloria uh and she is kind of a gloria type yeah, no, I was going to say this is yeah. Gloria Trillo 2.0 yeah. as far as I'm concerned. A bit more laid back, like not quite as high strung. Um, but but yeah, very kind of similar, both sort of in looks, but mainly in like she, she's like that's what makes her interesting. She's a bit different. You're going to yeah. go to the zoo. You're going to step in horse shit. It's <laughs> life's an adventure. And um, I didn't quite notice it in the episode. I didn't pick it up, but I was reading the Soprano sessions and they make a point that I guess the sh- and the show does kind of point out that she she's not really an art broker. Like they're acting like she's an art broker, but when he calls her at work, she just like works at a framing like a place that frames art. So she is more yes. She kind of carries herself like at least Gloria was like kind of a more higher up independent like businesswoman. And this uh, Gloria uh, Valentina carries herself that way, but she's still just kind of just like a clerk at a at a framing store basically a high-end one yeah seems. well you know yeah someone's got to sell his frames um and like how else is that guy gonna get the horses all nicely framed you got <laughs> composition's got to be good but the framing's got to be even better um and she's like oh i lost a nail and you're like hmm that won't come up again later because yeah. it was just a comment at the end of the scene for no real reason yeah probably won't come out um and then he writes a card like Oh, it was great. See you later, babe. And sends her some jewelry, which is kind of weird. And then he rewrites the card saying it was sweet. Uh, pretty funny, I thought. Yeah, because I think he first he writes love, Tony. And then he changes it and writes sincerely, Tony, or something like that. Uh, and we <laughs> yeah. do see in the hotel, <laughs> she, she does play a prank on him with the, the old salt prank. Uh, and he, Tony d- doesn't quite enjoy it as much when the prank's on him. But it is kind of that feisty, like... Uh, different like something different that he is looking for and mm-hmm. again something things going on with food because you know Gloria threw a steak at his head he's threatening to throw a steak out the window uh, not steak breakfast I guess an omelet but uh, mm-hmm. it leads to more sex like uh, let's just have some sex again yes uh, good good day all around good day at the horse track so to speak um, and yeah so uh, we, we see uh Polly's mother playing blackjack, taking a hit when she shouldn't because <laughs> she was 18. hoping for a three. <laughs> yeah. It's so great, yeah, because it's – I mean, I, I when I first came to Vegas as a young lad, I definitely was playing blackjack wrong, but yeah. I also – I but I wasn't hitting on 18. 
mm-hmm. and it's like that was my six. I would add twenty one. I was hoping for that six. I was hoping for a yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And um, meanwhile, Tony has brought some of that feistiness from from out in the world back into his uh, home life because he pours cold water on Carmilla in the shower because he has had an aneurysm and thinks this will go down well. Um, and he is told then that, you know, and we find out, uh, hey, this isn't the first time you've pulled this trick, so it's not even original. You did this on our honeymoon, and I made you promise never to do it, and it gets all serious. And I think in her eyes you can see that, oh, he's actually trying to be, like, playful. He fucked it up, but, like, I feel a little bad for scolding him, but also I'm pissed off. Yeah, because I feel bad for Tony because the fact that when he first does it, I'm like, oh, he thinks he's a prankster too. But when she brings up that he did it in the past, it it almost comes off as like a sweet, like oh remember yeah. the times. I mean, what's their honeymoon? I think she brings up, and yeah. yeah, understandable for Carmilla. I mean, Tony hasn't been the best guy, so I get why she's uh, not all welcome to his pranks right now. But he is kind of going for a playfulness in their relationship that does seem to be missing. Yeah, and I feel like when she's getting out of the shower and he's just like, oh, what? Like, there's an unwilling smile on her face, kind of. It's mm-hmm. pretty well acted, I thought, because it's kind of like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. And then it gets more serious when he's, like, just joking around still. So, so yeah, he gets that shut down quite quick anyway. Meanwhile, Polly goes off to school to uh, talk to uh, Cookie's uh, son, yes. who is the principal. And give him a uh, carry-on <laughs> luggage bag, I guess. It's uh, it's so great that he just... Because I'm like, why does he have that bag? And then he's like, here, it's for you. And it's like, well, I can't take this. Like, come on, I got plenty of them. It's such a... It's such a like mob thing, like oh, you know, we'll give you a gift because you know it's not like I, this costs me any money or anything. Here's some luggage. Come on, it's great. What are you gonna you gonna insult me by not accepting this gift? And then it almost is yes. this as- assumption of like. Remember when I gave you that luggage? Why are you not doing this thing I asked you for, even though you didn't ask or want this luggage at all? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, it's not even that expensive, again, one of them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he just brings it, like you said, just because. And he brings up how, you know, <laughs> it's. I don't blame your mother, Cookie, but, but blame that mini Matron. She's a malignant cunt. <laughs> and, and he's... Uh, you know, like, oh, mm, interesting. Um, because he's basically being told, your mom better be nice to my mom or I'm going to beat you up. And, and and this is, like, such prime example of, of, like, oh, my God, I forgot how much I missed Polly until we're going on yeah. this side adventure of him <laughs> trying to get his mom to sit at, like, the cool kids' table at Green Grove. And, you know, but mm-hmm. he... The way, the way the character is, like, there's no... There's no hint of him like having fun with this or he's not in on how silly this is. Like this is dead serious. This oh, is no. the same as going to rough up some councilman or assemblyman or whatever for some crime thing they're going to do to get money. This is his ma he's talking about. And and, and it is kind of yes. sweet when he does go over like she was always there for me and no matter like cuz obviously with where Paulie's at now, we can imagine he's been in and out of trouble constantly. Uh, I mean, like you mm-hmm. said, he had no arc. He just did did some time in the can, did some time in the army, some more time in the can. Here I am. Uh, but his mom stuck by him, so he's looking out for her. Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> speaking of people sticking by people in thick and thin, Carmilla finds a nail, uh, uh, previously mentioned nail there, in like Tony's clothes. And uh, this leads to a sequence of events where she's quite upset, uh, obviously throws things around. I think she tries to read a book at some point and then just throws the book as well, The Mist of Avalon, and decides to go uh, out and explore, have a look at that uh that uh <laughs> that uh what is it a box full of yeah the bird, bird feed? the bird or... feed it's interesting because i guess they don't um they don't have to like spell out that she knows something's going on there like uh she just kind of looks out at it and kind of knows tony's out there and i guess there's been a few times where she's walked out and he's kind of quickly been like ah oh, what are you doing uh, yep. so, so it was weird, like, because I was kind of thinking, like, oh wait, she knows there's money in there, and it's like, oh, of course she knows. She's his wife. She understands Tony's up to no good. So, yeah, and it's locked for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, 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 there's a thousand things she decides to look away from for the betterment of her life and like marriage and everything. And if she just decides to look in the right direction, she's going to see what's there. She goes out with a shovel, tries to open that up, doesn't work. So later she comes back with the keys. But anyway, that's uh, that's all spread out with a bunch of other scenes in between. Like, for example, we have a nice dinner scene where some woman who I, I just always assume they're like uh, Icelandic air stewardesses when they're blonde. Uh, I don't know. Um, but talking about, oh, this is where P- Mind Your P's and Q's came from because it's pints and quarts, whatever. And it's fascinating. Tony's still super bored. Um, so he goes over to Syl and Christopher and lets them know they're doing a shit job. And he also gets sort of uh, ensnared by Valentina when she comes around. Yes. Yeah. And it is... Um... It's like a nice reminder that, yes, Tony has been seeing chicks on the side. I think it's interesting because it feels like Patsy is almost with his wife with the way they're talking to each other because he's, like, yelling yeah. at her for getting the, the chicken again or whatever. Um, so it's kind of interesting that, like, I guess it's just understood, like, oh, Patsy's with his wife, and I assume his wife knows Carmilla, but she's still kind of at dinner with Tony and some chick that he's with. But, eh, that's just the mafia lifestyle for you. Yeah, what about Syl? Is it uh, his wife that's there, or no? His his wife's not there because Syl's just with uh, Chris, from what I can see. Oh, right, but they're sitting down for dinner as well, so he's sitting next to some uh, lady at some point. Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah, I didn't Sylvia notice if it was is, his mean. wife or not. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, well, either way, I don't think that's his wife though. That's not Gabby. No, I would I wouldn't expect. It. Well, it might, it, look, it's probably just Patsy's long time guma anyway. That's uh, true. So, because he says like fifteen years, you're always picking the chicken, and you know we go into it a bit in the episode, but like that's the thing. Some people has like have like a completely separate. Uh, like they they need a guma. I need a vacation from my <laughs> vacation. I need a guma from my guma. <laughs> like because they can have that uh, relationship, and it can't be. It can be horrible, and you're stuck in it. Congrats. And, and since we're talking about it now, uh, it, it is a little later in the episode, but when Tony's talking to Melfi and he mentions like in the old days, it was like wife's on Fridays, girlfriend's on Saturdays or or it was the other way around. I don't remember. Now, I can't yeah. tell if he's talking about like really that's how it was because that's that's the line in Goodfellas or I can't tell if yeah. it's the thing of like he learned it from the movie. <laughs> I mean, I guess I assume Tony's on good authority. Uh but that's like basically the line in Goodfellas where the uh, with the narration when they're talking about, yeah, you know, uh Fridays were for the wives, Saturdays were for the girlfriends. Yeah, a couple of ways to read it. I mean, A, 
uh, Tony's seen Goodfellas, which Ooh. would be fucking crazy because Melfi's in it, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. or B, <laughs> uh, that like this is just you know I mean this is the obvi- this is obviously what it is, but it's like a, a little homage, a little uh, wink to the audience about like he like <laughs> he's he's in it, but he doesn't remember that much. I mean I don't know. It is weird because they are so influenced by movies and television. This is why it's such a postmodern goodfellas we're watching right now yeah and tony's definitely seen goodfellas because i we never got what his thoughts were but uh father phil asked carmilla like what's tony's take on goodfellas but then i think someone rings the doorbell and we don't get did he actually i assume he did come on tony's at home theater he's seen it yeah yeah but like oh did he actually ask him father phil ask him about goodfellas because that hurts my head if that's the case no, Father Phil asked Carmilla what's Tony's take on Goodfellas because they're talking about the Godfather. And uh Yeah, okay. Okay, so it was a little joke. But yeah. it's still it's like hurts my head to think about it because oh, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, cool. Um and yeah, he he uh he talks to uh Valentina, uh who doesn't want to be like thrown away like uh <laughs> uh but like whatever, doesn't want the gift and uh Tony starts saying that, like, oh, no, come on, you're, you're Ralphie's girl. And she starts saying, not really, because he's a weirdo and he doesn't fuck me right. Um, fun. Well, it's great because, well, first, the, the, jewelry, the jewelry he gives her is, like, that little horseshoe. And I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense. They meet at the stables. Uh, she introduced him to a painter to paint the horse and stuff like that. But, you know, it's the the parallels are very thin because – he even says, like, I already took his horse. So she is basically another horse here. Like, she represents Piomai in a lot of ways. I'm just taking another thing from Ralph. But it is great that the reason why he isn't pursuing it is more the whole, like, sloppy seconds angle. Like, it's almost the fact that he fucked her makes her damage goods, to use, like, a Christopher Maltesanti line. Uh, and that, the, and that yeah. he's so hung up on that. Like, okay, it's one thing to just screw her in a hotel room once but like even he says like as a relationship and it's you feel like it's also it's the fact that it's ralph and he thinks ralph's a piece of shit even though he's a good earner but also the fact that tony's the boss and ralph is his underling like that all plays into if he can continue to bang his girlfriend (laughs) yeah and i mean it all i mean You'd like to think that some of it is like, I don't want to fuck up my uh, relationship with Ralph because we've seen him have nice breakfasts together and they're all earning so much money. But um, it doesn't really matter to Tony at all, those parts, because I guess it's part of it that he's so bored as well still. Um, but it's much, much more important, the the sex angle. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, that's when he like starts paying attention, like, what, he doesn't fuck you? And <laughs> she calls him the next day to tell him more about how Ralph does not have sex like regular people and says that, what is it that he did? Like, oh, yeah, I drip poured- candle wax yep. on his balls, and then he went and pleasured himself in the bathroom. And, and she's like, look, I'm no prude, but, like, what the fuck, Tony? <laughs> and Tony's really, I mean, like anyone would be, you're uh, both – uh, intrigued and repelled when you find out about your uh, I don't know I think okay uh, Valentina calls him up to tell him more about the balls and such but and he is intrigued but he's not ready to proceed at this point and either way he, he has to hang up anyway because his accountant arrives um, <laughs> Sil, who comes in and uh, Tony's like do you think Ralphie has a weird thing about women and I can't believe you didn't pull this clip Jim 
Uh, it's such a good clip. Uh, where actually, you know what? I'm just gonna play it real quick. <laughs> so good. Whoop. Yep. What's that? Let me ask you a question. I think Ralph's a little weird about women. I don't know, Tom. I mean, uh, he beat one to death just for. Uh, I forget. I was it again. Maybe you're. Ah, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it it has some weight to it because why did he beat her up again to death? Uh I mean, I know she was pregnant. But was that the reason? He was swinging around chains and all sorts of stuff at that point. Well, at one point, yeah, what the hell was the reason? I guess we... <laughs> I See, guess that we're is making perfect. fun of Syl, but we're just as bad. I mean, she she was... She did, like, say, like, oh, you think you're a man? Like, she did have a comment like that, I remember. Questioning is, man, is manliness. Um, yeah. Let me try to pull it up real quick. <laughs> Okay, well, I just thought it was interesting as well that uh, at one point Valentina says that, oh, Ralph, or maybe, no, it's probably, um, uh, it's not Valentina saying this, uh, is it? Mm, I may need to leave it for a moment. Jim, are you finding anything on? on I'm trying to pull is? my notes here. Oh, she says, fuck you, asshole, at one point. And then she's like, oh, is that mm. oh is that how you talk to a man? And she says, what man? And then he goes mm. out. Yeah, because remember, then he goes out and he starts saying, like, oh, you know, if we have a boy, we'll name him Ralph. If we have a girl, we'll name her Tracy. Uh, and she'll be a little hua like her mother. And then she, I think she kind of oh, hits yeah. him, like, because yeah. he starts laughing at her and, uh, like, kind of pushing her. And then she hits him and then he beats he beats her to death. Yeah, cool guy. Yeah. Cool guy, Ralph. Um, and, uh, God. So Janice at one point, I think, says, oh, he couldn't even have regular sex if he wanted to. But, I mean, he got that girl pregnant, right? So I don't, oh, yeah. think, I don't think that happens from just getting fucked up the ass with a strap on. I'm no doctor, but that's uh, that mainly happens in fan fiction, that. Um, so anyway, well, he let's, gets, let's, he, he has to talk what? to Melfi about it, too. Like, yeah. it is great that we see Tony turning to all these women and asking, like, these questions and and Melfi brings up cuckolding, which is you know people like to call people cucks these days, so that's apt. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know she just kind of talks in general about how people it, it could be something from your childhood, and you know with, with the way his mother treated him, and then of course that Tony's doesn't want to hear any of that because Tony's got his own issues with his mother. But it is funny that this is the yeah. discussion they have to have uh, in his therapy. Yeah, where's his mental state at? Like, have they discussed that in the past season? That, you know, how he's feeling? Maybe that he beat up someone about his guma. Maybe that's more uh, actually relevant to what's going on in his brain. Uh, but yeah, I like that he's like, is everything about everyone really about their mothers? And she's kind of like, eh, yeah, you know, more or less. <laughs> it's a good gif. You should gif that. Yeah, and... um yeah, and then she basically does finally just shuts down like, you know, I can't answer this question for you. Like, I can't tell you if they had sex because that's basically what you're asking. And again, this is another one we drop yeah. in in the middle. So I have to assume beforehand Tony's just talking about how – I mean, I guess there's no crime involved. So I guess it wouldn't be out of realm for him to just say I took my friend's girlfriend and I've had sex with her and now I'm wondering if I want to pursue this further. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he, he does, uh, I mean, he's obviously gotten into that before, and they get into the whole Guma discussion of, like, wives on Fridays, girlfriends on Saturdays, and all that. But either way, uh, it leads, I mean, that's basically the purpose of Melfi in this episode of going, like, yeah, he's a masochist, and that's what a masochist uh, does. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carmel is watching the news, and... Uh, you know, she's always watching financials, um, and about, she always manages to find the worst thing for her to watch for her mental states of seeing, like, some wife who lost everything because her husband was taking all the financials. So she goes out, grabs the key this time, and gets, you know, half of the money in the bird feeder, something like that, and then goes around investing 9900 at various uh, places. Yep, yep. She's picked up, she wants to pick up a thing or two from Brian because she understands... Uh, that the IRS would need to be alerted or reported if it's over ten thousand dollars. So she has a few, checking off her old list there on where to give the nine thousand nine hundred dollars. So again, I guess it comes down to she took about like forty thousand dollars or so. Um, yeah. Real quick before that, Tony does kind of make the right choice because he calls Valentina and decides to hang up. So it does seem like oh maybe Tony's learning. Although he's making that choice again because he thinks he's getting sloppy seconds from Ralph. Um, yeah, but the, the thing is not that 40,000 isn't a lot of money, but we know Tony blows a lot of money all the time. I mean, he just spent $7,000 on a painting with a frame that he's going to get. So, I mean, I understand that either way it's a big deal, but it is kind of like you, you did this yourself, Tony, like instead of just setting aside a couple thousand here, uh, for Carmilla and really trying to take her seriously, you're building your own problems. Yeah. Though I will say, uh, I guess at 10000 they have to report it to the IRS or whatever. But I feel like if it's Carmilla Soprano doing it, like the IRS is still going to find out. Yeah. So, like, she thinks she knows what she's doing, and she kind of does. But, like, maybe Tony's right in burying the treasure like an old pirate just for now because <laughs> uh, they might actually get fucked on taxes like Al Capone. Who knows? Um, so, Furio, I'm pretty sure it's a funeral he's at, because there are people live with, like, black veils, they're all in a line, like, giving him kisses, walking off. I'm pretty sure his father passed away, right? I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that's what it's the, his uncle he's talking to. Yeah, and that's what the Wikipedia says, too. But this, now the, is there any cons- uh, controversy here? This probably shouldn't count as a counter-death, right? Because we've never even seen this character. Yeah, but to play devil's advocate, he has been mentioned even in previous episodes, mm, that's now he's true. dead. We're at the funeral, though we have had funerals before where we're like, "Huh, we don't know this broad. Who gives yeah. a shit?" And then we don't count it. So, and you're right; he's literally never in the show. So I honestly don't know. Uh, what do you think? We don't even see him in like an open casket or anything. I'm gonna say yeah. no. Okay, we'll say no for now. If you disagree, yeah. send us an email to showswithyouknowshow at gmail.com. Uh, we'll maybe make some sort of poll. Uh, please do let us know if you think this should count. Uh, I think it does, because when we didn't count before, I feel like it was a nothing character that didn't have an impact on the story. And Furio it's, is his father, so there's an argument to be made. And if you want to argue it, do send us an email. Yes, I agree. I guess there could, there is an argument to be made, but yeah, the initial ruling right now is no, unless we get a, all the people flooding our email box saying, "How dare you?" <laughs> yes, well, I wouldn't blame you. If you so, we're actually uh, you know getting a look at Naples. Pretty nice uh, photography of this uh, uh, you know mausoleum, like this. Well, not mausoleum. It's a it's a fu- funeral um, 
God, I'm I'm an idiot. Graveyard. Yeah. And it's a nice view of the mountains and all. And he's talking to his uh, his uh, uncle, I suppose, saying he's in love with the boss's wife. So, um, I mean, yeah, okay. So this is happening now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It really kind of. It's weird because it's definitely had a presence, but it, they really kicked it into overdrive. Where now in episode eight, it's like no, you, either you gotta. Uh, like move on and forget her or you need to kill the boss. <laughs> like now it's to the point like that's on the table. <laughs> like if you want to yeah. be with Carmilla, you need to kill him. Yeah, and he doesn't go like, oh, I could never hurt Mr. Tony. Yeah. He goes like, hmm, good point. Like I have to do one of those, I suppose. Uh, and I mean, he's initially doing option A. I mean, he's staying in the car, keeping his foot on the pedal, staying away. Uh, but that's the question. Like, um, is he going to be able to? Oh, wasn't it such a great idea that you imported Furio, right? Mm. Oh, he needs someone with no ties to America. Oh, this is going to be fine. And I guess this is why he was saying, like, oh, immigration might cause problems for me to come back because he might decide it's safer not to come back. But, I mean, clearly he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Carmilla... Uh, watching uh, Mario Batali on TV in Italy. And Mario Batali, he's up against investigation on, like, sexual assault and all kinds of stuff right now. Uh, oh, but, cool. But, yeah, she sees him on TV, and I think we get a hint of the music yet again because that's kind of – and I think what is Ponytail too, right? It's uh, an amazing cut. It's yeah. an amazing cut because uh, Neapolitan music starts, like, fading up, and you zoom in on the Ponytail. And I thought, like, oh, yeah, she's watching it in Naples. It's going to remind her. But no, it's even the ponytail. The guy doesn't look anything like him, Furio. But still, she's transported into a dream where she's dancing around with Furio. And you're like, holy shit, this is definitely uh, happening. And then she just snaps out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have uh, Tony and Ralphie at Crazy Horse. Uh, and Ralphie's having his, quote, banter with Adriana, just kind of giving her shit. And Tony starts trying to, you know, get a little bit more information uh, on Ralphie. Like, you know, why do you do that? What's going on? You know, what about your mother? Um, and uh, it's nice because it's it could be obviously you can read it as he's like, oh, my mother. I don't want to talk about that. I got to go. Let's see you later. But or is it just, yeah, yeah no, I do got to go. I'm, I don't really care what you're talking about right now. Uh, but yeah, Ralphie leaves once his mother comes up. Yeah, I definitely read it as like, oh, got to go. He didn't even finish his drink, and he was yeah. complaining about the olives he, and all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so then we do have uh, another scene in Green Grove where Polly gets to find out that her mother doesn't, his mother doesn't always put her teeth in. Yeah. And, yeah, that's fair enough. That's not great. And she's a tattletale, the smallest infraction. She'll she'll tell on everyone we, and she's we, not very adept at making friends yeah and it seems to be sinking in with Polly, but then obviously he, he goes this quicker route of just beating someone up yes yeah because we jumped over a quick scene that kind of set this up where his mother's crying in bed and she wants to go home and it's like no they sold the house that's not a, this is your home now i'll talk to the director and it is nice it's like i forget what show it is where they have a similar scene and it's like well, you know, your kid's the smelly kid. And it's like, oh, we have the smelly kid? <laughs> like, <laughs> we, you, you know, I, I feel like that could happen a lot with your kid uh, where you're like, why why, does, why is my kid the nerd? Why is everyone, no one likes my kid? And then you kind of realize some of like, uh-oh, I need to maybe talk to him or uh, get him not to be a tattletale and put his teeth in when he goes to school. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe you just beat someone up or send someone yeah. to beat someone up. Maybe a principal. And then beat up the principal of the school. There won't be any more complaints. 
That's basically what he does. And I guess it kind of works because uh, Cookie gets threatened with, like, we're going to have to put you in another home if you don't work this out, which is fair enough from the point of view of the kids of, like, your son is getting beaten up. And she's like, why do I have to be nice to someone who I'm, I don't want to be nice to? Yeah. And it's like, okay, so right. maybe some perspective here, please. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll yeah put you in the Salvation Army home or whatever they bring up there. And and it is it's just another hilarious scene when the principal's running through the halls of school and all the students are like, "What's going on?" And he's just being chased by some Goomba Italian guys. And then we just see him in the next scene; he's got like a broken arm or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. it's like these guys need these guys mean business. This is serious business here. Um, before that, t- uh, Tony calls Christopher again, and. Um, but it's like he's talking of, about some washing machines, and <laughs> and Christopher is rightly like, wait, yes. do you actually want to talk to me about this? Like, <laughs> yeah. do you care about the washing machines? He's like, oh, you fuck everything up, and then he gets a call uh, from Valentina, and this kind of shows that uh, in a way she's a positive influence, keeping him away from all that crime he's been trying to keep himself away from. Yes, and she's, uh, I guess, she's broken it off with. Oh, she needs to meet him first, yeah. so she goes to meet him to tell him the story that she broke it off with him. Uh, cause what did he want to do? He wanted to do another weird thing, basically. Another weird thing? Well, he has to talk to Janice, if that's what you mean. Uh, oh, no, no, but... Oh, no, oh, when, Ralph. Yeah, okay, Ralph, yeah. she's like, I finally, I couldn't take it anymore. It was another weird sex thing that Ralph wanted to do. She finally put her foot down. But this is where Tony still is kind of like, yeah, but I already took his horse. And that's such yeah. a fucking like. Why would you say that? <laughs> like that's a, yeah. Like you're just. A I mean, thing. it is. It's true in a way, but yeah. it's also the most insulting thing ever. And it was a leather mask that Ralph brought ah, out. That's so what that's it was. Why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I would say a leather mask is okay. Yeah, I guess it's above the level of candle wax on your balls, but but still. Well, and I think um, she was. He stops her. Like she's like he took this leather mask, and she's about to like go in the story, and then Tony's like, ah, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to hear this. Yep. Um, so, um, so then he goes to Janice and like we've said, he literally, like he spends money on nothing. He he spends $3,000 to hear about Ralph's sex life. So he knows if he can fuck his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend, I suppose. Um, so yeah, he, he gives Janice 3000 to tell <laughs> and about all the weird shit, which he does. It's hilarious. Cause Janice is watching like battle bots or something. And then she's like, uh, doing an iron on shirt for, of Bobby's kids. Like it says like world's best dad or something like that. So it's great. Yeah. Just nice little details. Like, Oh yeah, this is still going on. Janice is still doing her thing and also watching battle bots for whatever reason. And yeah, the fact that he's like, where'd you get that number from? Uh, it's what I thought you'd. Uh, it's what I thought you'd agree to. And he's like, "Well, you thought right." <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if uh, this is the cultural thing, but Jim, it's called Robot Wars. Ah, uh, robot in my Wars. neck of the woods. Okay, Battle Bots. I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, yeah, she is watching that. Just, and <laughs> Tony's like, "Can we turn this down?" And he does get his answers for the money. Uh, he bottoms from the top. Uh, like much like Drake sang in that popular song, and uh, he immediately takes this as like, oh, well, then I'll the next scene is a sex scene because why wouldn't it be? And he's he gives the best answer ever to the question of like, oh, why'd you change your mind? It's like, oh, you know, I just wasn't sure I would be able to give you the affection and support <laughs> you need, but <button." laughs> and it's literally all about Ralph being weird. Yes, and then we have Tony realizing, and, and it it's nice because it's like. Uh, Carmilla doesn't try to hide it at all. Like one of he could see that one of the envelopes is kind of torn open, and it's clear something's been meddled with or messed with. Uh, and we get it brings us to we've talked about this many times, and 
I mean, obviously it has to be on purpose here because we have this scene again, except it has way different tension now. Like you, we've talked about how, how there's the scene where, uh, and especially it's usually the payoff to episodes like this where Tony's bored and doing self-destructive things. It usually ends up yeah. with him kind of moseying around the kitchen while Carmela's sitting there and usually she'll make him some food or he gets some leftovers and they sit in silence. But yep. here she leaves the nail for him to find and he already knows about the money and he's doing his thing still, but now it's like, okay, should I bring this up? But then if I bring this up, then I'm going to have to talk about the nail. You're going to bring that up. And where do we go from here? And we're just left with that. And it's such a great ending to me. Yeah. How do I talk about the money that I promised I didn't have that you took and <laughs> that I've lied about? Yeah. Also the nail, just like you said, she puts it like with all the stuff I presume she's like grabbed out of his pockets when washing his pants and whatever. So it's just laid out there. So he knows that. I mean, even AJ knows something's going on because <laughs> he comes in there hilariously and there's, I don't remember what's said exactly, but like he just comes in, hangs out and, and yeah, Tony asks, have you been in the backyard? What? It's freezing out there. And, and like, what about the pool guy? And he's like, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going upstairs. <laughs> And so yeah, it, it it I swear it's happened at least five times. This sort of silence, like let's sit in this moment ending of a usually in the kitchen, like you said, it's framed a bit differently. We get to see the kitchen from an angle where you can actually see the, how the couch connects to it because mm -hmm. it does sometimes have a bit of a sitcom feel. I always see the same angles of the kitchen, and now when I saw the sort of couch and what's behind the couch and him leaning against it, it's like oh, this is how the rooms connect <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah because usually when they do this scene it is this weird it's more of about an unspoken like truce in a weird way or like an apology yeah. and kind of like things are okay but here it's just this unspoken tension that it just feels like things are building more uh and we'll yeah. have to see where that's gonna go so uh, it's it's such a nice play off of that because we've always talked about like up oh, and then it ends to Tony eating food and then they sit silently and it's like okay we're we're married this is how life is but now it's like all right well I stole money from you you're cheating on me you lied about this money and you know what do you want to do about it uh, so yeah excited to see where it goes even though I know where it goes but still. <laughs> Yeah, and for now, the answer is nothing. Nothing's going to happen. I, I thought the nail in that would be the impetus for like, okay, maybe we finally, I don't know, break up or something. But but no, she just grabs the money, which is fair enough. I am interested in seeing where this goes. If I had to get FBI, IRS starts sniffing around and Tony blames her for, for getting them fucked on that front and it all blows. And then at some point, furious with Carmilla and shoots Tony in the leg and he strangles him with his belt. That's just my, my random guess there. Yeah. Um, but do you have a guess? Have you not watched the show before? Where do you think it's going? Send us an email to shows which you know show at gmail.com. You can, of course, as we mentioned, also leave a review just on iTunes. Just type in your thoughts and give us a little bit of a rating. Uh, what else, Jim? Ah, uh, well, you can find more from me at jimandthem.com. You can also go on awesomepedia.org and find more from Jacob. And, of course, I mean, as was said, I mean, we discuss other television shows at showswhatyouknow.com. And, if I mean, if there's a show that you enjoy and you want to hear some more discussion on it, uh, hit us on that email. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. But for now, there's just one more thing to say. Oh, yeah, what's that? Cut to black. <laughs> <laughs>